Hey, how are you? Mark Levitt with you for uh, the first podcast installment of my web series, Bad Lyrics. Normally, I go ahead and put these things up on uh, YouTube, uh, but I thought for a change, I would try one on my anchor podcast, Bacon, Levin, and Tomato, and see how it works out. Uh, now, today's subject for my podcast is the bad lyrics of Paul Anka. Paul Anka is the cheese master himself. Really, he is. He's schmaltzy, dripping with overrealized sentimentality. I mean, the guy was just born to write the soundtracks to Hallmark movies. He, he uh, penned the nauseating hit, Put Your Head on My Shoulder, and its necessary follow-up hit, You Dislocated My Shoulder. He wrote uh, what should be Caitlyn Jenner's uh, anthem, She's a Lady, and he proudly wrote George McFly's opening line to, to Lorraine in uh, Back to the Future, You Are My Destiny. So he has a big trail of hits uh, in broad view, the man churns out schmaltzy pop with uh, the seeming ease of a, a man taking a dump after the doctor has cleanly inserted an enema tube inside. Now, I'm not suggesting that, that his tunes have the tinny sound of shit quickly hitting a bedpan. Nothing like that. His, his, his catalog of music is eminently listenable. Uh, it's, it's really, I like his tunes, uh, well-written melodies, but... I mean, who could forget the tune My Way, which was a major hit for Frank Sinatra? So the guy has a, a clear track record. Um, anyway, uh, talking about My Way, there's a, uh, there's a key phrase in that song lyric, uh, which goes, uh, regrets, I've had a few. Well, this uh, podcast today is all about uh, his more regrettable lyrics. Uh and uh, one of the more regrettably written songs, I would think, is the tune, You're Having My Baby. Having my baby What a lovely way of saying how much you love me Having my baby What a lovely way of saying what you think of me I can see it Right, so uh, today's subject is You're Having My Baby. Uh, yep, the tune You're Having My Baby. At least I think it's mine. I'm really not sure. Uh, first, the title of the song. Now, you'd think that if the guy is singing to a woman who's pregnant, I think she'd be clued in to the fact that she's carrying his child, right? I don't think he'd have to spell it out in the title. Uh, I mean, she should be well-versed in the situation, if you catch my drift. Because uh, really, you know, it's pretty evident that she's having his kid. But uh, now, at first, the song seems like a heartfelt ode from a husband to his wife on the birth of their child. At least I think it's about a husband, but who knows? I mean, maybe this couple was part of the free love movement, didn't believe in all that wedding jazz. Anyhow, it's about a man who's supposedly celebrating the love for his new baby. But if you analyze the song closer, you'll see how truly dark and twisted it is. Uh, let's read the first stanza, and you'll see what I mean. 
It goes, having my baby. What a lovely way of saying how much you love me. Now, here's a pretty egotistical male-centric line here. It's a pretty male-centric version of childbirth, uh, that this woman, the fact she's having a baby is in some way just telling him how much she loves him. Not because she wants to give life or to be a mother. No, 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 it's for him. I, I, I guess the uh, the pricey nightgown she bought at Victoria's Secret didn't really cut it for the guy. He needed her to give him an actual fetus to seal the deal. All right, let's go on. Uh, having my baby, what a lovely way of saying what you're thinking of me. So the next line goes, it says, what you're thinking of me. Again, uh, this is kind of a labor-intensive way of proving her love for this guy and that she's thinking about him. You know, a nice cheese assortment is also a really lovely way of saying that she's thinking about him. No need to go the extra nine months, right? Uh, Okay, let's go on to the next stanza we have here. uh, It goes like this. I can see it in your eyes. I'm happy knowing that you're having my baby. You're the woman I love, and I love what it's doing to you. Now, granted, weight gain is a necessary part of giving birth, but the phrase, I love what it's doing to you, it sounds like a little technical, medical, or creepy in my ear, like that the fetus is doing something to her, like it has motive, like it's plotting a hostile takeover or engineering a coup of her stomach. Having, the next line goes, having my baby, you're a woman in love, what's going through you? Oh, sorry. You're a woman in love, and I love what's going through you. The line, what's going through you, it sounds like something, I don't know, a a hepcat might say to describe childbirth or something. I love what's going through you. I mean, it makes her body sound like a big cannon just shooting out fetuses. The next part of the song goes, The need inside you, I see it showing. Oh, the seed inside you. Baby, do you feel it growing? Okay, now, so this woman is like what? Now some kind of a greenhouse or something? The seed inside you, baby, do you feel it growing? Now, I think if you asked uh, three out of four women how they'd go ahead and describe their unborn child, I don't think they'd be referring to it as a motherfucking seed, okay? Okay? Now there's there's sunflower seeds. Why, there's pumpkin seeds. Hell, there's even sesame and poppy seeds, all right? But, okay, except for my man Johnny Appleseed, there ain't no human seeds. At least, no humans that want to self-identify as seeds. So, I mean... Just calling some woman's unborn child a seed is simply derogatory, plain and simple. Shit's a slur. All right. Now, later in the song, all right, you know, listen to this. It suddenly takes a really dark detour for some reason. Now, up until this point in the song, the guy is just describing how great it is that this woman is giving birth to his kid. Uh, you know, he's he's really happy about it. But 
suddenly, check out this stanza. It takes a dark detour. It goes, uh, didn't have to keep it, wouldn't put you through it. You could have swept it from your life, but you wouldn't do it. Now, this is pretty heavy stuff. He's actually talking about abortion in a song written in about 1974. I'm not sure why a song celebrating birth, like this one does them until now, Anka finally, or, you know, suddenly decides to bring up that the guy suddenly has second thoughts. You didn't have to keep it. You could have swept it from your life. I, I know he wanted to, uh, I guess, avoid any really brutal images or mental pictures associated with abortion. So you want to be careful when you bring it up, and he wanted to be tactful. But he used the phrase, sweeping it from your life. It's actually, if you think about it, a harsh image. So if you think about sweeping or whisking something with a broom, and you do that to a fetus, it's horrible, right? Just a really graph, overly gru gruesome image, right? Uh, now, before this, up until this point in the song, the, it, the song was just, it, it was, you know, overly blunt, brutal, or tone deaf with the imagery. But this whole part of the song takes the thing to a whole new sick level or something. Uh, you wonder why Anka even decided to include it in the song at all. He could have left it out entirely. I don't think anybody was is bemoaning this part of the, <laughs> that is not in the song. I mean, anyone who would want to play the song at all, I'm assuming, is either having a kid or decide to have deciding to have a kid. I mean, why in God's God's name, would they want a section e even subtly bringing up the whole topic of abortion unless they were on the fence about it, really grappling with things? And if, if they're truly conflicted about whether or not to keep their baby, I, d I don't think they'd want to flip on a Paul Anka tune. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. Um, so this tune ends in a really dark place, doesn't it? And it, it kind of kills the whole celebratory you're having my baby mood. I, I'm, you know, after listening to this song, I'm thinking that the couple, uh, after the couple in the, in the tune actually has their kid, maybe it might not be the wisest decision to invite Paul Anka to the shower. They'd probably want to cross Mr. Anka off the guest list there, right? Anyhow, I hope you enjoy this installment of Bad Lyrics. Today I have been your lyric insulting host, Mark Levitt. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you a fond peace out.